going. That's outstanding. Like a farmer in his field. We are an ecosystem of things and ideas. I can pick up some more big words like portmanteau and soliloquy. My middle name is innovation, and my other middle name is paradigm shift. Carry on, James. Carry on. We're going to serve up some juicy stories like a hot plate of pancakes. All right. It's time for another edition of the Channel Futures podcast, Coffee with Craig and James. I'm the editorial director of Channel Futures, Craig Galbraith. Joining me, as always, is our senior news editor, Mr. Anderson. Mr. James Anderson. James, how the heck are you? Craig, I'm doing well. I have some caffeine in my body. Um, and not too much heartburn to go with that. So that's great. Uh, how are you? Is your a pup, has your puppy arrived yet? Oh, we're getting very close. We're just a couple days away now, James. So as we'll get into future podcasts, I know you're doing the, the home alone thing. Uh, yeah. You look kind of like Macaulay Culkin. Not really, but I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's coming up real soon, and you're going to see in future podcasts, my my eyelids, at least for the next month, are going to start slowly closing like this, and pretty soon uh, they'll just be totally asleep, and you're going to have to carry me. But that's kind of what you do through every podcast anyway. Oh, we we carry each other. That's what we do in the in the channel, in the industry, my friend. Well, like I always like to say, carry on, James. Carry on. <laughs> love that. I love that. So let's talk a little bit about uh we got college basketball here just uh winding up. Uh how's how's your bracket looking? How'd you how'd you do this year? Did pretty poorly in uh our work league. Um I, I bet on UCLA and mm-hmm. uh they went down in that in that thrilling back and forth thingy with uh Gonzaga. Um so I made a mistake not picking the, the team in my home in my the state where I reside. So uh, I paid the price for that. I think I'm competing with Edward Gately for last place in the entire <laughs> league. Well, um, somebody's got to be competing for last, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, does it say something good about you if you were able to create that uniquely bad a bracket? Like you must have had some sense of something. I like where you're going there. UCLA, I, I feel like it was a, a good pick. They they had some injuries down the stretch, I think, uh, that impacted them. But, uh, you know, not everybody can win our little work uh, work buddy bracket like I did. I mean, you know, there's only one winner. So what can, what can I say? Yeah, you know, I never offered you formal congratulations for that. And, you know, I, I knew you probably took your time to research that. So well done. Well done. Thank you. Thank you very much. I was also competitive in the Informa Tech bracket. Uh, I did finish top three in that one. So so I, I had a pretty good, pretty good run. I, what usually happens to me is we'll we'll make these picks, you know, some of us, 10 or 12 of us in our little bracket. And from the very beginning, I'll get off to a little bit of a, a slow start, but then I'll pick it up and I'll be right in like second or third place. And then once you get to the Sweet 16, I'll look ahead, and the guy ahead of me has picked the exact same bracket the rest of the way. So pretty much we get to the Sweet 16, and I'm like, okay, I'm not interested anymore because I can't win. <laughs> yeah, uh, that low ceiling can be, a, can be a detriment for sure. Especially to tall guys like myself. Low ceilings, uh, they're not cool. Yeah, I get that, Craig. I haven't had this exact same experience with ceilings in my life, but... Uh, that's, that can't be easy. Um, <laughs> You're always breaking through ceilings, my friend. Thank you. 
Now, yeah. um, enough bracketology, Craig. I, I'd love to know uh, what's on deck for today in the cast world, casting world, the podcasting world. Well, you know, my friend, uh, this is uh, going to be a big MSP 501 dedicated episode. That's right. We're going to be talking to Jeanette Andre. Jeanette is our superstar VIP marketer for our MSP 501 program. And then we're going to be talking to the team from Ingram Micro, big sponsor of the MSP 501 this year. So looking forward to sort of get their take and hopefully some of the folks out there in our audience who we often refer to as our loyal casties. Our loyal casties, yes. Yes, yes, thank you. Uh, Well, hopefully they'll want to apply uh, for the MSP 501 after hearing all about it. So such a huge program, we've decided to uh, talk more about it today. Oh, I love a special MSP 501 episode. That's one of my favorite acronyms. That's one of my favorite numbers. Put them all together. One of our very favorite programs here at Channel Futures. Been around for, I think, 15, going on 16 years, or maybe even its 17th year. We should ask Jeanette. It's, there's been a lot of years, a decade and a half, Craig, um, and for many years to come. Yeah, this truly is the biggest awards program in the entire channel. So pretty pumped up to hear about Jeanette. When you said a special edition, uh, I, I I remember the after school specials. I think you were too young for those. That's That popped into my head. I always had some moral lesson uh, about some, some teenager would be in peril. And then they'd have some moral lesson at the end. Um, some people in our audience will remember these. They were always on at like four o'clock in the afternoon when you got home from yeah. school. A couple of them are pretty edgy, too. But um, Anyway, I, I digress just slightly. Well, I'll be thinking about what the moral should be. I'll try to. Have yeah, so this story. episode, right? What, what, what will be the moral? I'll, I'll come back to you at the end of the show and see what you've uh, come up with. How's that sound? Uh, sounds good. All right. So uh, without further ado, James, uh, I'd love to get into some of this MSP 501 conversation with Jeanette. And coming up, after the break, it's not really a break, after our interview with Jeanette, uh, we're going to get into a little bit more around the Channel Partners Conference and Expo and MSP Summit programming. Pretty excited for that. The show's uh, just a few weeks out now. We're getting really close. What do you think? I think it's going to be a nice one to chat about. I'm, I'm personally have some exciting involvement that I'm happy to share with folks. You do. You do. Looking forward to hearing it. But first, our interview with Jeanette Andre. All right, James, we promised everyone two guests in this show, two interviews, and we're going to start it off right with Jeanette Andre. Jeanette is Senior Marketing Associate, one of our colleagues here at Channel Futures, the big Informatech brand, but she is the marketing person responsible for all those good contacts in the MSP 501. Jeanette, welcome to the podcast. I know you've been on before, but I think it's been a year, so hopefully James and I have grown up a little bit. <laughs> Thank you for having me on. First time in video format. This is very exciting. Oh, it's good for yes. my fans. I love it. I love it. <laughs> totally. Yeah, we know you've got you've got uh, quite the following, Jeanette. Um, now, we'd love to talk about the MSP 501. That is one of the crown jewels here at Channel Futures and really the most comprehensive survey and ranking of partner businesses in the entire industry. Um, But I don't want to assume everybody knows about it. So could you give us the the basic 411 on the 501? 
Absolutely. Um, the MSP 501 is my baby. It's the MSP 501 and Next Gen 101. Um, the MSP 501 is the industry's largest ranking of managed service providers from around the world. Uh, we have 501 winners every year that are awarded. Uh, it is also a research project. So the application serves as a survey as well. And we collect tons of information around the managed service market. And we use that information to create in-depth reports about what the market is looking like. And so the 501 list is an awards list, but it's also a research product that's used for vendors and partners alike in the industry. So it's a year-long process um, and it's a great community, community to be in. Yeah, I think a lot of people probably look at the list and they they see it come out and they don't they don't realize what a big project it is that you and, and our MSP editor take on. So uh, pretty cool stuff. And the, the response we get every year is amazing. And it just keeps growing the number of applications we get in and the traffic to the website and, and just the the industry buzz. So, so it's pretty cool. So Jeanette, we're I think more than a little halfway uh, past uh, the MSP 501 application process uh, this year. And, and as I mentioned, we're getting a ton of interest this year already. So I'd be curious for those who are maybe working on their applications, they want to get on the list, which, you know, practically every MSP out there in the world wants to be. Uh, what, what are some of the, the more frequently asked questions you might get from some of these folks when they're they're filling out the application? Yeah, uh, one of the biggest ones is do I will I be in the running to be on the MSP 501? Uh, anyone is allowed to apply. We do advise that you apply if you have a managed services unit. Otherwise, it's probably not the best use of your time. But uh, we take we judge our winners off of percentage of recurring revenue. So if you have a good amount of managed services uh, and recurring revenue, then we definitely suggest that you apply. Uh, we have a revenue threshold for the MSP 501. So if you don't make a certain amount in revenue, we place you in the running for the next gen 101. The next gen 101 is representative of the SMBs rising in this industry. Uh, they're the MSPs to watch. It's a very exciting list to be on as well. They receive the same perks as the MSP 501. So we suggest applying even if you don't think that you're going to be in the running for the 501 to apply because then maybe you get into the next year 101, which is just as awesome. Um, so that's one of the biggest ones. And then another one, uh, very technical, but can I return back to my application? online if I haven't finished it. we You're allowed to return back to your online application. If you're on the same device and your cookies are activated, you can go back, fill it out um, at whatever time works well for you before the deadline. So that's another frequently asked question. Um, and I had one more on my brain, but it went away. Oh, and we have um, a PDF. There it is. We have a PDF of the application. So you can, we highly suggest filling that out beforehand. So you can pass it around your team, fill out the answers, the questions to the best of your ability. And then you can move online to our online application because that's the only way that we do accept them, not through PDF. Um, those are the big ones, but we do have an information resource center online that has most of these questions answered. And then if not, we have an email, it's msp501 at informa.com. And we're 
what this team is very, very involved. So we're here to help you through the process. If you have even the smallest question, we're here to help you. Um, it's a really cool team that you become a part of when you apply to the 501. Absolutely. That is awesome. I was going to say a couple things, James, before you jump in. Uh, as I like to say, we'll put uh, the links uh, to what Jeanette was talking about, of course, on the landing page of this podcast. You can check that out. And uh, the other thing I was going to say is I thought it was a really good point when you brought up the, the part about them being able to come back to the application, right? Because it's important to point out that this isn't something you can just sit down and fill out in 10 minutes, right, and and get an award. This is a uh, something that's very in-depth in the application. We ask a lot of questions. We ask for the revenue information that you brought up. And the reason for that is that this isn't just some willy-nilly award, right? I mean, we mm -hmm. want the best in the business, and we want you to be able to back that up with evidence and, you know, with uh, the hundreds that we honor every year, uh, a lot of people get in on this and, and they check it out. So uh, we would certainly encourage uh, you to apply as right. well. Exactly. That just leads me to a quick, a quick point that people ask is, do we keep your revenue information secure? And we absolutely do. We only release general trends. We do not release any sort of revenue information. So if you are hesitant to sharing those numbers, we keep them under lock and key under the channel features name. Um, so you are good to go there. Uh, but it is a very comprehensive list. That's good stuff, Jeanette. Um, so you're our super VIP liaison. and that That's her official title? or, or Yeah, it is. It, it is now, <laughs> That's yeah. my mom calls me. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, that role puts you in contact with a lot of the winners. And, you know, you're you're such a, a crucial interface for them. Um, I'm curious, you know, what you've heard from them over the years about how winning this award has changed or, or helped their business. Winning the MSP 501 award means that you have been recognized by the industry as a leading innovative managed service provider. It's such a good stamp of approval on your company name to show your customers that they chose right in choosing you as their partner. It really helps gaining, gaining customers as well if you're looking to increase uh, your numbers. And I've heard amazing feedback from the MSP 501ers, especially on site when we have our, our awards gala. They share a lot of success stories with just showing that they are an award winner really helps gain trust among their customers and also among their vendor partners. If you're looking to increase your portfolio, the vendor community knows what the MSP 501 is. And having that stamp of approval in that version helps you out as well. And additionally, for the when you win the MSP 501, you get a bunch of marketing materials. So a lot of our MSPs are smaller. They don't have huge marketing departments. These little marketing uh, tips and um, we give you social graphics, press releases, video scripts, everything that we give you, it helps you market that you've won this award. And I've had some MSPs come back to me and ask for more and more marketing materials that we're happy to give them. So they're really, really excited to share this. Um, and then I think the last thing is the community. Uh, seeing everybody gathered together at the gala, uh, seeing them connect, share ideas, you also become a thought leader. So we gather 501ers around in round tables to share ideas and best practices. And it's really, really cool to witness that sort of camaraderie and community among the winners of the 501 and the next 101. 
Yeah, I was going to say, Jeanette, what took you so long to start talking about the gala, right? That's that's a I huge perk. We host that at our, uh, at our fall event, uh, our leadership summit and MSP summit in the fall every year. Uh, this year, we're going to be in Miami. So it's like a double party, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So we'll have more details on that on the landing page of this podcast as well. So MSP 501 Gala, Miami, good times. It's going to be it's going to be a blast. Keywords, buzzwords. Yeah, there you go. Get them all in there. <laughs> well, Jeanette, thanks so much for your time today. It's been great to learning more about the 501. I'm excited to see more of those applications uh, pour in. Thank you so much for having me. It's been fun. It's been a good time. All right, James, it's sort of become an annual tradition, Jeanette, uh, filling us in on all things MSP 501. The program sounds like it's off to a great start this year. Yeah, um, it's a great program. Jeanette's great. If if you don't follow her on LinkedIn, you should connect with her. She, I mean, in many ways, I don't know if there's a single face of our MSP 501 program, but I think for the people that are attending our shows, the, the VIP members, associated with that. I think Jeanette really has kind of become the face of that program. So look her up, Jeanette Andre on LinkedIn and um, check her out. She's a- Plus Jeanette's cool because she has two first names, Jeanette Andre. You notice how that goes? It's, that's cool. Few I of have, us have that opportunity. I have noticed that. And in informant, like in our, you know, our directories, it always lists Andre first. And mm-hmm. Um, I've never called Jeanette Andre to her face, but um, so you've said it behind her back. Is that what you're saying? Well, sometimes you read it mentally in your head. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Jeanette. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you do though, isn't that right? I, I've talked to people. We have a couple other people uh, on our team who have that uh, going for them, and I'll be cc'd on emails. And it would, and just to use Jeanette as an example, you wouldn't believe how many times like somebody writes back. Thanks, Andre, you know, or thanks somebody else whose last name is their first name and so on and so forth. It's kind of entertaining, probably not to them, but it's it's funny. They're they're troopers. But yeah, you, you get into that mode of like you're writing emails so quickly and you, you're just poop, poop, first name yeah. and you just got to stop. You got to stop yourself. Got to stop yourself. So good <laughs> lesson. A lot of people hey. are, have the first name Anderson. So like, well, Anderson Cooper, do you think they call him? People will email him back and say Cooper because that's kind of a first name, last name thing, right? I think so. I think Cooper (laughs) is extremely more popular first name than it ever was. No, I I agree. I agree. All right, James, (laughs) enough of that. Um, So I'd be remiss also, we're talking about the MSV 501, if we didn't mention uh, the newest addition to our edit team, that's Jeff O'Hare. Jeff is a longtime veteran of the channel industry and technology writing uh, as an editor, and he is joining us now, and he will be the face of the MSV 501 in our edit team. So he and Jeanette will be uh, two peas in a pod working on the, the 501 as we go forward. So that, that's pretty cool stuff. Plus, Jeff's going to be contributing a lot of uh, content to our website. So you're going to be seeing a lot of MSP-related uh, news and information uh, with Jeff's byline on it coming up. So good to have him on board. Very, very excited to be um, getting with um, uh, uh, another legend in the MSP space to um, to team up. It's it's fun as editors to be working together to put together some joint stories and, and fun stuff like that. It is. It is. Absolutely. 
All right, James. Uh, so I promised we'd talk a little bit about uh, Channel Partners Conference and Expo. We've got to do that. It's in our contract. If we had one for this podcast, let's not suggest them. Uh, but let's talk about a couple of the sessions uh, that we're going to be uh, having at the event. Uh, the agenda is so chock full of stuff. I'm going to give you the opportunity to go first here because uh, you're pretty much going to be all over the place. You're going to be on the keynote stage. You're going to be doing your little your little James James jog to make sure that the music doesn't end. It's kind of like the opposite of the Oscars, right? They're talking so that they, they get played off. But with you, you're trying to get on stage as quickly as possible so that the music doesn't end, right? I mean, it's that space between your name being called and you getting there to say hello, everybody. That's just, that's a scary five to six seconds. And I like for that to be more of a two, a scary two seconds. So that's why <laughs> you got to run up there. It's nerve-wracking for sure. So why don't you uh, let the audience in, uh, not just because you are, are going to be hosting a session, but to talk about one you're doing and, and why uh, they might want to attend. Yeah, there, so one that I'm doing is, um, this is a conference session, so more in like the educational track. Um, this is called Not All M&A Plays Are Created Equal. And this is going to be agent, you know, advisor, specific. We're going to have some of the folks from, um, not all of them would call themselves super agencies, but folks that come from a super agency adjacent um, world. So we got Amplex, Bridgepoint, Blue Wave, and OneSource. Again, not all of them would say that they're super agencies, but folks that are in the business of doing deals with partners. And they're going to basically walk through how their, their programs are different um, and really, we're at this phase in the industry where we're able to look back on folks that agreed to deals two, three years ago and go through some case studies of what went well, what went, uh, what, what not as well, and what should partners keep in mind. So that's, that's one that I think is going to be fun. And they got me moderating that. So I'll try to not make too much of a fool of myself. No, you, you always do a fantastic job, James. All right, so let me give one that, uh, that I like, and it, it kind of plays along the same theme of M&A, and this is actually going to be a keynote. It's going to be the first main keynote uh, during the MSP Summit-ish portion of the event, and I say ish because a lot of these sessions, you know, they, they cross over. Anybody can get some information out of uh, this. It just happens that this one is, is part of the first day, which is a little more dedicated to the MSP side of the house, but... Uh, this is titled uh, MSP M&A Superstars, Understanding Today's New Realities. And, and why this is going to be pretty cool is we've got uh, people from the private equity side of the house. We've got Tim Mueller, who is president of Martin Wolf. Uh, we, of course, have a partnership. You've heard us talking about it on the podcast or on the Channel Futures website, a partnership with Martin Wolf's ITX, uh, with this uh, ITX Channel Futures Marketplace, where and partner businesses can go in and take a look and get some real practical advice on if they want to take a private equity money, if they want to sell their business, that sort of thing. So that's pretty cool. But that's sort of just a setup of this session uh, where the speakers, the panel is going to talk through some uh, how to understand market valuations, for instance, mm -hmm. uh, ways to boost a company's purchase price. Um and then, and then they'll also share how they analyze targets for acquisition. So a lot of good stuff, not only for the MSPs and attendants at the show, 
but to pretty much any channel partner uh, can take advantage of that. And of course, all of these sessions at the MSP Summit portion are open to uh, channel partners, conference uh, pass owners, uh, all access pass, expo pass. So it's pretty much open to everybody. So that's pretty cool. Um, and since you tooted your own horn a little bit and just talked about a session you were doing, I will simply say that I'm not technically involved in this session. However, I will put a link on the landing page of this podcast to a webcast I did with uh, Tim Mueller at Martin Wolf, uh, talking about some real-life M&A. We had a private equity representative on that. We had a, a company that had been purchased uh, by private equity and then merged into another company that that equity company had. So uh, it's pretty informational. I'll, again, I'll put that link uh, on the landing page of this podcast. I think it'll be uh, pretty interesting if you haven't seen it. All right, James, enough rambling about uh, me. What else you got? Probably another session that you're doing, I would imagine. Yeah, this one I'm really excited for. Well, I don't want to like say one's more fun than the other, but um, I get to do the state of the agent market keynote session, um, scaling and pivoting in a time of flux. And there's going to be four agents, um, technology advisor leaders up there that I think many of you will know well, and that I've had the pleasure of getting to know over the course of the last three years. So I'm I'm really excited for that. Um, such good opportunities for for things to discuss. And um, these four happen to not be um, these all are independently held agencies. So I know I talked about before we had the the the. the PE um, associative folks on their own session. And, and these folks are going to be those who are trying to scale independently. Um, so I think it'll be a much needed perspective. Yeah. What else have you got? I, I like that session. I'm just wondering what else you got. I mean, all you're doing is talking about your sessions. I mean, are you going to be putting a map to where you're going to be um, <laughs> all over the event? We're going to have GPS connected with you, put it on the uh, mobile app for the website. Uh, what are we doing? I mean, that would be fun. That would make it a lot easier than having to book 15 different meetings and having to walk <laughs> to all those different places. If I can just be like, hey, here's here's my hot tracker. Follow me. Track me down if you really want to meet with me. But I don't know. It's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. It might be a little dangerous. <laughs> you, you always got to be watching yourself with that. But uh, yeah. an idea for the next event. Uh, I think we pitch it to marketing. They might like it. It'd be like a where in the world is James sort of thing, or where's where's James Waldo, um, or Anderson, Anderson James. <laughs> All right, my friend, uh, well put, uh, great presentations coming up at Channel Partners May 1st through the 4th in Las Vegas at the Venetian, uh, looking forward to that. Uh, why don't we get back to the MSP 501? Uh, what do you think about that? That sounds wonderful. Who we got up next, Craig? Well, we got the gang from Ingram Micro mentioned earlier uh, in the show that they're uh, they're actually a longtime sponsor of the MSP 501, and we don't just have them on because they are sponsoring uh, this endeavor. Uh, they've got a lot to say, really, about uh, trends in, in the managed service provider space. Uh, looking ahead to the MSP 501 Gala, that is uh, kind of the highlight of the MSP 501 season. And uh, they'll provide a little insight on uh, what it means to be a winner from uh, some of the folks that they've talked to over the years, uh, just as Jeanette did. So I think it's going to be pretty cool. I think so, too, Craig. Let's check them out. Okay, everyone. We're welcoming to the show right now two fine folks from Ingram Micro, 
they're going to talk to us a little bit about their participation um, with the Channel Futures MSP 501. We have with us Adam Bellows, who is the Director of Vendor Management for Ingram Micro, and Paul Hager, who is the Vice President of Services. Paul, Adam, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Greg. We're glad to be here. Yeah, gentlemen, I'm glad to have you. So, guys, Adam, maybe we'll start with you. Uh, Ingram Micro uh, has been such a longtime supporter of the Channel Futures MSB 501, so thank you. Uh, maybe you can start off telling us a little bit about why this is such an important program to your company. Yeah, sure, Greg. Appreciate it. Um, you know, it's critical for us overall, right? When we look about, we look at servicing our MSP market. We really leverage this program to help guide us and give us feedback um, and help build that strategy, right? So our goal is to help remove pain points from our MSP partners, fuel profitable growth. And we really look to this community to help guide that and understand where are the pain points, where are the issues that we could help address. Um, and, and these partners, these MSPs are the ones that are, are doing it every day. They're out there um, servicing the market uh, and they're there to help support. And so we're just trying to help understand where we could fill the gaps and really you know, build our strategy around them. So it's a, it's absolutely critical uh, for us to be a part of this and to, to work with these types of partners. Well, on that note, in, in terms of building the strategy around MSP partners, are there any recent highlights um, from Ingram Micro that would be of interest to the MSP community that, you know, that's maybe impacting them? Ingram brought me in from the MSP community, right? Um, I was an MSP six months ago, um, bought and sold and built uh, successful MSP practices in, in my prior world. And uh, Ingram, you know, wanted to have the voice of the MSP at the table at a leadership level. Um, and so Kirk and Paul, um, you know, made the investment in bringing in somebody from the outside. And um, so first and foremost, just having a voice of an MSP uh, at our leadership table, making sure that every move really Ingram is doing in a lot of ways um, that the team can consult with me and ask, you know, how do our MSP community feel about uh, this change or this go-to-market program? Uh, and I can provide kind of that direct path as well as, you know, the community uh, of, of colleagues and friends that I've had over the years, a lot of whom are in our communities, TrustX Alliance and SMB Alliance um, and, and beyond, right? We, there's such a, a thought that we need to build programs for MSPs um, when in fact MSPs are just our, they're just all of our customers. They're our solution providers. They're every one of them would identify in some portion as trying to build managed service practices, having managed service practices, either in a build, grow or scale motion. Uh, if it makes up all their business or 5% of their business, because they're very large uh, when it comes to the other portions. So Ingram's really, like Adam said, we're, we're trying to solve problems uh, for our customers, uh, remove friction from the purchasing cycle. Um, but uh, we're really adjusting a lot of our business models to make sure that we're the home and the best place uh, for MSPs to have a partnership. And uh, it starts with making investments in the right people, um, but it's also, you know, all the tools that that our MSPs use, you, you get those tools at Ingram Micro, right? So if you're, it doesn't matter if you're, a ConnectWise or an Autotask shop, you can get either tool through distribution through us. You know, we're your place to meet in the channel, find all of the best in class vendor offerings, security, MSP tools, uh, product, uh, whether it be cloud or premise, uh, it all meets in the channel at Ingram Micro. Now, uh, Paul, kind of jumping in here, Craig, um, I am really intrigued when you're talking about going from MSP um, to Ingram. Were, were there any like, 
are there any impressions you've had since making that shift? Like, like is, is life at a district at a distributor much, maybe it's a different in certain ways than you thought it would be. Yeah, that's, that's a good question. Uh, one I get from time to time, it's a little bit of a change to go from running an MSP to being a vice president of a business unit inside of, you know, one of the world's largest distributors globally. Um, uh, what I would say uh, that I found that is uh, surprising is just how entrepreneurial we are within Ingram Micro and how, you know, people had always said to me, you know, don't, why would you go work for a big organization? There must be red tape. There must be, they must move so slow. Uh, that's not true. We've, since I've been here, I've seen us be so innovative. You know, what we're doing with Xvantage, the shift we're making to being a platform company the conversations we're having about meeting our customers, our solution providers, where they're at in their business. You know, this, you know, isn't the Ingram of 10 years ago. This is the Ingram that's modern and meeting our partners' needs where they are. It's an exciting thing to be in. The other thing I would add is the challenges that I see that surprised me is I assumed that the challenges that our SMB and mid-market focused MSPs would have would be so different than the very large uh, household name providers. And the reality is we're, they're all struggling with the same things. They're all struggling with talent. They're all struggling with tool set. They're all struggling to solve the modern cybersecurity area. And every one of them have a lot in common and can do a lot to share. And, and distribution has a critical role in helping them solve for those business challenges to help grow their business, achieve more margin and revenue in a recurring basis. Yeah, I think that's such a great example of, of sort of the evolution of the channel, right? And, and Ingram has really been at the forefront of that. So, Adam, I want to turn it over to you. I want to talk again about the, the MSP 501. We're so proud of the program and, and so glad to have you guys on as a sponsor. But, you know, you've had the opportunity to interact with uh, some of our MSP 501 winners over the year. You know, we have that gala that uh, James, you and I were talking with Jeanette about earlier on the show. Uh there's so much enthusiasm around this program and the winners coming up to us and saying how excited they are. Certainly you've got some stories or you've talked to some of these folks who have won. What do they tell you about what being on the list means to them? You know, I think, you know, first and foremost, Greg, it's, it's about recognition amongst your peers, right? This is the best in class of MSPs. Um, they built different programs and service offerings and how they go to market and to be able to compare and contrast versus, you know, top peers. Um, is the biggest is the biggest thing they take away from it, right? Just understanding where they stand and and what they've built and how that looks compared to their peers is just a a great opportunity for them and something they all strive for. Things that you know we talk about with them on a regular basis. So I think that alone is really the biggest part of it, um, and and just continuing to see how that evolves over time. Yeah, I mean, I I'd, I'd love to kind of close this one off by talking about any other trends that you're seeing in the MSP space. I know we've talked a little bit about that, but uh, is there anything specific to 2023 that you think MSP should be looking out for? Um, I, I'll let Paul take a little bit of this one, but from a security vendor management uh, person, uh, security and cybersecurity obviously is a big one. Um, and we'll continue to see that trend. And we're spending a lot of time um, with our partners understanding where that fits, whether that's from a solution perspective, services to offer, marketing, you know, lead gen uh, down that path, all tied around cybersecurity. So we're spending a lot of time, you know, talking with our partners around building a cybersecurity practice and what that looks like going forward. I'd echo uh, certainly what Adam said. Security is a hot topic. MSPs need to solve for it for their end customers. 
they need to solve for it for themselves or making sure that they have the right stack. Uh, and that's typically ends up being a multi-vendor solution stack. And again, that's where I think uh, distribution plays such a critical role because uh, we're the aggregator, right? We're the, the neutral third party. Our size and scale helps us uh, help our partners uh, do more and achieve the outcomes that they want for their customers, which tends to be multi-vendor solution-oriented uh, stacks versus single-vendor products, right? We're talking about stacks and solutions, not talking about product anymore. Um, and we can lead the way, whether that be helping them grow and scale their business uh, with our cybersecurity COE, our center of excellences that we have to help invest in growing our partners' capabilities, uh, or obviously the great solutions that we have from our vendor partners. And then my own services organization, you know, I think a trend that I see is MSPs are looking to partner more than ever because as we all look at potential headwinds, you know, do you want to be over invested? Do you want to hire that one person to do that one thing you need once a year? Uh, or do you want to make strategic partnerships with people that can expand the breadth of your team or the depth of your team? And that's where, again, I think distribution uh, can play a critical partnering role because we're neutral. We're never going to take business from our from our MSP community. We're there to help enable them across vendors and across solutions and even with services to have their backs so that they can say yes to more deals and help deliver the solutions. We really view ourselves as a platform MSP for a lot of our, our providers um, where we can hold on to that talent, help them with their managed services uh, directly or teach them how to fish. Um, uh, you know, wherever they are in their journey. Yeah, good stuff, Paul. Security and service is just another a good example of that evolution of the channel and, and distribution. Guys, thanks so much for joining us today on the podcast. We appreciate it. And, and again, thank you big time for your sponsorship and support of our uh, Channel Futures MSP 501 program. Appreciate it. Thank you, Craig. Thanks for having us. Thanks, fellas. Craig, that was a fun one. I, I, I mean... In addition to like the excitement I have for the 501, it was interesting to hear about that experience of like going from an MSP to like one of the world's largest distributors and bringing that perspective in. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we talked about it, sort of the evolution uh, that Anchor Micro has gone through. Uh, I agree. It's uh, just sort of symbolic of a lot of things in the industry. So uh, exciting stuff. Hi, James. Uh, we always like to talk about some of the news of the day. Uh, what you got? What you've been covering or watching in the industry that has you interested? Well, this is something I've already spoken about. Um, that state of the agent market. Rerun. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes the the best. Sometimes the best. Uh, what do they say? The best food or the leftovers? No, it's not. Leftovers, leftovers. are better the second day. Leftovers are better the second day. Definitely not the first day. Because well, they're not, they're they're not leftovers, leftovers the first it's day. It's something like that. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um, but we uh, put together a Q&A article for this state of the agent market panel and asked these independent agents, um, what's going on for you in your business? What are some of the challenges? What are some of the opportunities? Why didn't you accept private equity? Um, how are you still going to grow? Do you feel a lot of pressure to grow despite not having private equity funding? Um, 
a lot of those questions. And I, I think that's that's the juicy stuff that their peers like to read. So that was fun. What about you, Craig? Well, first of all, let me say, if you're posting a big thing about the state of the market uh, of the agent, I think we should put a link on the landing page of this podcast. What do you think? We should. No, Type consider, it up, Craig. It, consider it done. All right. It'll be on the landing page. Uh, you asked me. Okay, so um, something a lot of agents, as it happens, will be very interested in. Uh, Enterprise Connect has been happening this uh, this past week, as you know. Um, and our news editor, uh, Claudia Adrian, had boots on the ground. Another person with two first names. Claudia oh, Adrian. Yeah? That was the other person. Yeah, that was yeah, the other absolutely. person. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's yep. a third. Anyway. So uh, we do have a ton of coverage up on the website, uh, Channel Features, as always. Uh, and again, I'll put a link in the landing page. Uh, full disclosure, of course, Enterprise Connect is put on by some of our colleagues here at Informatech. I think it's worth noting that uh, AI, artificial intelligence, uh, is just massive in the unified communications and contact center space here in 2023, really tied uh, to a lot of keynotes and conference sessions this year. At Enterprise Connect, uh, no surprise, I'm sure, to you, James, and, and all of our casties with all of the discussion around chat GPT, which we, we tried on the podcast a couple, couple of times ago. Um, in the first 24 hours of this Enterprise Connect event, we we highlighted new products from Ring Central, Genesis, UJet, LiveVox, uh, HP's Poly, and more. Most of them having some sort of AI component around them. And a lot of them are sort of linked up with the uh, big cloud providers such as AWS and, and Azure. Uh, so with these technologies truly being uh, the future of the space, I sort of got to thinking, if they're done right, right, they improve both our lives and the lives of say contact center agents, for example, uh, and hopefully without the impact of taking, taking jobs, which I know is always a concern uh, when businesses start talking about AI. But so far, a lot of these companies are saying all the right things. So I'm pretty hopeful that uh, we'll be leaning more toward the life improvement uh, side of the whole thing. How about you? What do you what do you think about AI? Yeah, you hope it takes away the parts of life that are most miserable, right? So hopefully that has to, to do with sort of those jobs that people can uh, have those jobs and the arduous, mis miserable things. Um, we can um, let AI do that if if AI is okay with that. If but I think AI, AI will be. Um, so should we ask our digital services robot mascot Digi what he thinks of, of it, this? Yeah, Digi, how do you feel about manual data entry? That's his way of saying he doesn't like it, but it sounds the same as every other thing that he says. So. All right, if you'd like to check out the archive of Coffee with Craig and James, you can go just about anywhere you get your podcasts. Of course, now we're on video as we have been in 2023. You can check us out on Vimeo uh, if you'd like to see the video. Of course, you can get both audio and video on where, James? Our, our flagship <laughs> news site. That's channelfutures.com. Thanks so much for joining us again, everyone. We hope to see you again next time. Oh, but James, what was the moral of this podcast? Um, 
it's good to it's it's good to get help from other people on manual data entry <laughs> or other robots that's right that's right it was great it was great uh talking to you today galbraith uh, i mean craig <laughs> you as well anderson okay.